The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Who wasn't prepared to clap this time? I clapped. You you almost didn't clap. I almost didn't clap. You're correct. But <laughs> this is your fault and you know why. <laughs> Listen, you said it first. I did. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is October 12th, and this is our 42nd podcast! 42nd podcast! As we were just discussing, it is the answer to life, the universe, and everything podcast. Yeah, we need to come up with a question whose answer is 42. Hmm. We don't even have a player that's 42 right now, do we? No. No. What is Val Nachushkin's old number, minus one? Oh, yeah. Ah! I Got don't know it. If that's really the life the answer to life universe. That really isn't. Think. That's not the question. Uh, hockey's back! Woo! It is officially opening night. In fact, the Senators are playing the Maple Leafs as we speak. Oh my god. I can't think of a game I care less about, but. Oh my god! I. Well, maybe the Anaheim LA game that's going to be happening <laughs> later. It's actually it's the Sharks. In LA. And I do like oh, it the is sharks. the sharks. Just kidding. I do like the sharks. I'm sorry. Uh, I just gl- glanced at it briefly to see what games are happening tonight. No, Anaheim plays us tomorrow. That, that's where Anaheim came into it. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Uh, I will probably be watching some hockey later while we eat our Tham necktie. <laughs> Unofficial sponsor of this Unofficial podcast. Unofficial sponsor. Tam necktie. Tam necktie. Get the red curry. Mm, um, it's delicious. So we're super. We're obviously super super stoked. Um, and we had our fantasy draft, and I'm just like you know honestly like the the hockey season didn't feel real to me until we had our fantasy draft, and I was just kind of like meh about the whole thing until we had it. Like there's 17 people in our league. And I had a draft I, before that, so it was already well, kind of like, oh, yeah. shoot. I had, an, and so I, for me, it was just kind of like one of those things where it was like, oh, it's, it's, it's coming, guys. Like, it's coming. And then I set my rosters today. I was like, oh. I only managed to get Jamie Ben in one league, and it was like the league that doesn't matter because it's the fantasy league. Aww. And I didn't even manage to draft him in that league because somebody auto-drafted No, yeah, somebody auto-drafted him before me. But it was our friend Steph who just came to me afterwards and she was like, I didn't mean to get Jamie Ben. Would you like him? (laughs) She was like, he's not even really my type. Yeah, basically. So (laughs) she requested I trade Taylor Hall for him and I was like, yeah, I can do that. I like Taylor Hall too, but I can definitely do that. Yeah. No. I I think that's actually probably the league where it's the most important that you have Jamie Ben. I think so too. Um, but I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked now. Like, now it feels real, and now I'm, like, hype about it. So, like, even though I don't really care about any of the games tonight, I'm just like, hockey! <laughs> it's certainly more exciting than, like, they tried to make the World Cup. <laughs> That's so true. Or any of the preseason games. That's so Because tonight's the true. night we start actually recording the wins. Mm-hmm. And the points. The points do matter. The points do matter, and not everything goes. No. Not everything goes. No. Except apparently in our stars lines. Woo! Woo! Hashtag Ruffle Shuffle. So <laughs> I am assuming most of you guys have been following the stars injury carousel, but in case you have not, we are missing Matthias Janmark for pretty much the season. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about April being the earliest he comes back. So maybe the playoffs. Assuming we make the playoffs, which we should. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. We're making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, well, did you see that there was one of the Puck Daddy commenters who put the stars last in the central? I don't even want to talk about that guy because I'm not <laughs> sure he exists as a human. He also thought Lindy Ruff was on the hot seat. I know. The same person who thinks that the stars are going to go last in the freaking division thinks that Lindy Ruff is going to be... Like the first out, not even division, didn't he? Isn't that for the whole Western Conference? No, no, is that the division? It was for the division, the central division, last in the division. But he thought Lindy Ruff would be the first coach fired in the NHL, which is so ridiculous. Lindy Ruff was a finalist for the Jack Adams last year, 
And there's nothing about what he's done so far that would even remotely put him... And there's nothing about what the stars could potentially do that would put him in the hot seat. Like, our goalies could be shit, but what is that his problem? How is that his problem? That's Like, that's a nil problem. That's a nil, that's a nil thing. And I still believe that nil is making the only decisions he can make based on the, what he was given when he came here. Yeah, I, I will... I. The Niemi move, in hindsight, looks a little weird. Yep. I will give you that. But at the same time... At the same time... Not having Niemi would have been worse. Not having Niemi would have been worse. And I will beat this into the ground until everybody remembers it. That goalie tandem got us to first in the West and the second round of the playoffs. I know they're not the best, and I know a we game looked seven. shitty in the second round. But that was also our forward-looking shitty. And we got to game seven. And we got to game seven. So, like, I'm sorry, I don't see how Lindy Ruff is even remotely close to any seat that is even lukewarm, let alone hot. It is simply heated by his own radiant body temperature. By his own radiant body temperature, because that man is so great, and I love him so much. We like you, Ruff. We're making a mustache at you. We are making a mustache at you. Um, but... So, Matthias Janmark is out for the season. Yes, sorry, let's get back to listing our sad injuries. Uh, Cody Eakin out probably all of October. Um, we don't have Hemsky for, we don't know really how long right now. Um, Jason Dickinson, I think, also out for until December-ish? That's what, yeah. I kind of, I sometimes get them all mixed up, but I'm pretty sure Dickinson is the December one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the December one, and so it's like, the only one that's coming close to coming back is Hemsky. And I'm Tyler just, Sagan is starting. Tyler Sagan is back. He's practicing. He's on a line. He he's will, starting. He's starting up in here. He's starting on Thursday. So we at least got him back. Woo! And I mean, of all of them, well, of all of them, I think I would most like Jan Mark back. But I'm very happy to have Tyler Sagan back too. Well, I'm. Mo- I would most want Tyler Sagan back out if we're including him. Uh, yes, after after Tyler Sagan. Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and not having Jan Mark does put a little bit of pressure on that top six to perform, which is why you have written here. Where's Hoodler going? Well, I just I feel like there's still question marks about the top six line. Like they've been putting Eves up there on the first line, which is not the first time he's been up there. He was not up there all, the yeah. first. The first season he was here. He spent most of last season on the bottom six, but, I mean, he's kind of bounced all over the place. I don't see him being on the top six as, like... A standard thing? A standard thing, or even, like, necessarily the best option for the team. But, I mean, the best option for what we have right now, yes, obviously. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm... A, that's... I like Eves, but I'm just... I'm nervous about that. I think what... And I wrote, actually, an article about him right before the playoffs last year, and I called him, basically, our Mr. Fix-It. And that's Mm -hmm. what he is. It's like, we'll just plug him in on a line that needs to have somebody go to the net who can tip in a goal. Because he does that. And that's where he gets all of his concussions. (laughs) That's how he gets all of his concussions. A lot of times, it's friendly fire. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to laugh about concussions. That's not funny. Yeah. No. It's just kind of wry black humor at this point. It is. It's the schadenfreude of it all, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, ah, this is probably going to happen again. (laughs) So let's just make our peace with it now. Let us. Let's, yeah. Um, Dear and fluffy savior. But so Hoodler's been on a line now with uh, Spezza and Sharp, which they played a bunch in the preseason, actually, and did quite well for us. So I think that might, even when we get some of these people back, that might end up where be where he stays. In my second it, line? Yeah, if it goes well in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Just because they're so... All three of those guys... Like, I, my, the thing I love about Spetz's game is just, like, kind of how deceptive it is. Like, he's just so good at handling the puck. Like, you, he will have you going five different directions, and he will be in none of them. Watching him dangle around our baby rookies at camp yeah. was probably yes. one of my favorite things about that preseason game. I mean, he was just, like, all over the ice, and these kids had no clue where he was. And there was, like, a 30-second offensive zone shift that was just all him. All him! <laughs> he didn't pass the puck. He just, like, <laughs> all over. All over. <laughs> it was amazing. And, and who I really like of, that dude. I know. He's so great. Well, he got an A. Ah! A! He did. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, and Sharp, I'm Sharp so, did too. It, 
I'm very happy for Sharp and Spetsa, our team dads, getting their A's and Me too. being back in leadership. I mean, they were already in leadership roles, I know, but like being back in like official leadership roles. Yeah. It's really great. I just, I think they're great. And I'm so glad they, I, I, I just really love the idea of the culture that we're building around these guys particular. Like, I feel like a lot of teams give, and we talked about it actually before, and I don't mean to bring this up specifically. <sighs> I know where you're going already. Go. A lot of teams give their leadership roles to the best players on the team, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. In what general. about when your best player on the team is your best player on the team who has only played 41 games in the NHL? 45. Whatever. That, I think, is a stretch. And, and That's honestly... awfully diplomatic of you. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be. Uh, we can make why. fun of them later. We have an entire bullet point to make fun of them. That's so. true. We do. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, and I think the Panthers were kind of in a weird spot this year, too. So I don't know if you know if you followed it. But the Panthers gave their C to Derek McKenzie. I don't even know who Derek McKenzie is. That's my point. So Derek McKenzie is kind of a fourth-line center. He's basically like the Verdon Fiddler of... Well, I mean, that's basically what the what the Oilers had when they had, um... Well, because they didn't want to give Aaron Ekblad the C already. Yeah. And he did get an A, which mm-hmm. I think is a very fair way to do it, but they, then they're also kind of in this weird spot where everybody's like, who the fuck is Derek McKenzie? Is, like, he even really, like, a guy that people are going to go to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As, and I don't think... I guess you could make that argument about giving the C to Jamie Benn, though. When they no, because Jamie was still the star. Jamie was always going to be the foundational piece. No, I know, but you're talking about giving the 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 seed to your best player. That's what we did in. Yeah, but I feel. I mean, he had a lot more experience. There is that. True. He had a lot more experience, and so there's a trend though. But like like McDavid, like Landeskog. Landeskog probably shouldn't have been the C so young, and in fact, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been the C so young, <laughs> and I feel like the only person actually I can think of really that I. There's two people I can think of that really, really, I think, were good choices as super young captains. Are you talking about Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves? I am. Okay, because I was like, those are the only two I can think of. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because they're they're both very, like, kind of, they don't, they're stern guys in the first place. Like, that's just... Well, I mean... Not stern, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. They're. I would, I would say that because you and I were not really around for the beginning of Sidney Crosby's career mm-hmm. back when he was labeled the whiny captain. Yeah. Like, I feel like we might have a different opinion if we'd been watching it back then. Yeah. Um, but he also did... But, he, but he's matured past that, which I don't think that Gabriel Landeskog has. Yeah. And I, and I don't think Taves has ever been any more whiny than the next guy. No, I was talking about Crosby. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but okay. I, I mean, just to kind of go yes, back to the yes. example. No, 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 sure. No, I don't and think he so, has either. like... For me, those two make sense. And Crosby even was offered the captainship a year before he and, took it. And didn't and declined it, yeah. Because he wasn't ready, and he knew he wasn't ready. I think that's an important distinction, too. And I really like that he did. That's, I've always respected the fact that he didn't take it back then. Yeah. And so I think I think there's some teams, like, we got lucky that Jamie Benn had been around for years, had worked with such good leaders, like Morrow, like Madonna, mm-hmm. things like that, had already... And then had Horkoff on the team at the same time that he was assuming this captainship. Like, we got, I think we had kind of a perfect confluence of events. We really did. In turning a young guy into a respected leader. Because I know, I know, you know, you've heard all of those behind the scenes stories about how we sat next to Horkoff on the plane so that he could, like, go over stuff with him. And I know that Horkoff gave him a lot of, like, you know, mentoring and training that first year. I mean... I feel like Horkoff really is the reason where that Jamie Ben got to where he is now as a leader, I think. And I think that Spezza and Sharp both have only helped him continue progressing in yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. And so I think, but I think the culture that we've built there is very much about these guys who do have the experience and the respect of everybody. Like, there's no one in the league who's going to be like, Spezza. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no. Whereas, like, we're sitting here going, well, Connor McDavid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not that way about Everly having the A, but I would I would probably even be a little bit like that about Everly having the C, just because of who's gone through that, that locker room. I But there's nobody on that team I would have given it to other than Everly. 
I can't even remember who's on that team anymore. There's <laughs> nobody on that team I probably would have given it to if once after they traded Taylor Hall, other than Eberly. No, but even then I would just be like, okay, but has he had a role model? No, yeah, yeah. but none of them have. That's, right, well, that's just, the problem with that fucking team. Right, and then that's what I'm kind of saying. Yeah. So it's just like, I I, I kind of get where they're coming from, the and, only, and the Panthers are kind of the same way. I mean, Everly was on the team with Horkoff, Horkoff until Horkoff got traded. So, I mean, like, he, or sign. I can't remember if trade, he got traded. Trade, was trade. he traded? Okay. Yes. So, anyway, he was on the team with Horkoff until, until the Horkoff game. So, I mean, like, he did have that like leadership but it wasn't really a mentorship as far as I know it wasn't really a mentorship kind of a thing because I don't think it was ever really like and I assumed it was going to be Everly's team and frankly the Horkoff wasn't particularly well respected by the time he got traded out of no which is why he got traded out of <laughs> yeah, which is so it, but I mean like it's a little different fucking nobody in Edmonton is going right to right be, right so they, I they can't wait own... till Connor McDavid crashes and burns they're their own can of worms. Yeah. But I feel like the Panthers are in a similar situation, right? Because they've been bad for so many years. And they did bring in Willie, um, what's this, M- Willie Mitchell last year. And he was the C until he had that really bad concussion. And- oh, is that what happened to him? I was wondering yeah, what happened to Yeah, he had a really Mitchell. bad concussion and basically stopped playing um, for the last half of the year. And so I feel like, I mean, they brought... Did he retire? He is not officially retired. Okay. Um, but it's assumed he'll never play again. That's really sad. It is kind of sad. But it, so he was brought Aaron in. Aaron Eckblad, especially, must be very sad about that. Right. And so he was brought in to basically be Aaron Eckblad's mentor. Uh-huh. And I mean, it, it, from all accounts, he did a really great job of that. And he's, he's still kind of sticking around in Florida. And frankly, I have a feeling he'll retire there. Or somewhere else he can fish well. And, um... Which is anywhere in Canada. Right. But then I think it's also kind of one of these things where it's like Ekblad is be- clearly being groomed. He came to Florida in 2014. When was Aaron Ekblad? That's Ekblad's first year. Was it? I think so. Okay. Sorry, keep going. Would you like me to fact check you right now? No, I don't I don't think anybody cares enough. Ek, no, Ek, so Ekblad's first, yeah, it would have been 2014-15 because last year was 2015-16 and he won the Calder in 2014-15 against John Klingberg. Which was stupid. Which was stupid and how I can remember that. Um, so at least it provides me that, right? But anyway, I don't know. I I think our whole, my whole point was I really love the, who they chose for the, the A's. And I love our culture in Dallas. I can't think of anybody I would have rather had as an A. Nope. Not at all. After Fiddler left. No. After Fiddler and Goligoski left. Yeah. Yeah. Not, no one. They were, those two are the absolute best choices. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. And I feel bad for teams that don't have the same kind of leadership we do. Do you feel bad or do you just kind of glory in what we have? I like to dance on the grave of other teams. <laughs> I'm a little Join smug about it. Join me in being salty, Carolyn. I'm I a little believe, smug about it. I'm a little I smug about it. can't believe that you're not my salt mate for life. This I am your salt mate for life. But I'm just, you know, quiet salty. I'm fucking loud about everything, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say otherwise. <laughs> Nobody would. Um, so, speaking of the things that are happening to the stars, now that we have talked about leadership for a really long time for no good reason. <laughs> other than we just felt like it. Other than And it's our goddamn podcast. Yeah, we can do what we want. Uh, Korpikoski, Korpikoski, Korpikoski! No, you didn't say his first name. Lori. No, no, no. You gotta say his first name and his last name three times. Oh Go. my god. Lori Korpikoski. Lori Korpikoski. Lori Korpikoski. Okay, good. Uh, we signed him for a million dollars. Yay! It's only for a year. I... It seems like an odd choice to me. So, here's my deal with Korpikoski. Especially after we let Justin Fontaine go. My deal with Korpikoski is, yes, he was on the Oilers, but he was literally the worst player on the Oilers. Which is saying something, mm-hmm. given that it's the Oilers. Given that it's the Oilers. So, and here's... So, I obviously had a very visceral reaction to this. And that's also being diplomatic, because I was, I was loudly salty when, it, when I found but out. But you were alone in your room. So, when you're alone in your room and you're loudly salty... Does it really count? It's kind of like a tree falling in a forest. (laughs) I was on the Twitters. I was loudly salty on the Twitters um, about this. And I still don't get it. I I mean, I really still don't get it. Um, Somebody said, and I think this is true. 
after the Fontaine PTO didn't work out, Lindy just said to Nil, go get me a veteran penalty killer. And Nil was like, all right. I mean, he's a million dollars. Fucking we'll sign this guy. Probably didn't say fuck because he's Jim Neal. I could, I could picture him saying fucking in the right circumstance. He works in sports. He's, yeah, maybe, maybe. But we'll assume for now he did not say, well, fucking sign this guy. <laughs> I really hope he did. <laughs> and that's Don't let why, me down, Jim, though. And that's why Korpakoski's on our team now. And to be fair, he did also play with Adam Cracknell last year, so maybe there could have been a connection there, because Cracknell's doing very well for us. Surprisingly well. Like, I was not big on that signing either. But, no. But, but he actually, I like like we said after the training camp one, like, he's been the, he was, like, one of the standouts at training camp, too. Yeah, exactly. So we're okay, I'm okay with, e- like, and he's been on the fourth line, centering the fourth line a little bit while Devin Shore recuperated. And, um, so, but I just don't get it, because it doesn't make any sense analytically. Um, eye test wise doesn't make any sense either. Like Oilers fans are not like, but this guy is great. Like they are with Chris Russell, which is weird because they're like that with literally everybody else. They literally hate this guy. And so for me, it really doesn't make any sense. And I think the only, like my bright side of it is they're literally, they're like, okay, this guy's a fourth liner. It's not like they're like trying to move him up and down the lineup or anything like that. Like he was on the Oilers. Like they, yeah, he was like the odd man out on the fourth line at practice today. So yeah. So it's like, they know his limitations, I think, which is good, compared to, like, other teams that have played with him. But I'm just like, why? Was that really the best option available? No. I didn't think so. Andrew, I have a question for you. Does signing Korpikowski mean we're not going to win the cup this year? Andrew, I love you, and I hope you mean, and you know that I mean this, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> don't mean this. Don't mean this. But f- no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. Why would it mean we're not going to win the cup this year? I don't, it does mean, it does worry me a little bit that we've got a fourth line that's so disparate from the rest of our lines. Yeah, but I feel like 90% of that is because of all of our freaking injuries. Yeah, if we, that's if, true. If we get these four players back... You know. Yeah. I'm not saying we release people, because that's not how that works, but you send some people back down to the AHL, you hide some people in your press box, and... Yeah, and it's... It quietly cr- put fucking Korpakoski on waivers, and <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Maybe the problem will take care of itself. But, I mean, like, no, I don't I don't think that means we're not going to win the cup. I mean, like, yeah, there are reasons to be concerned, but... And the nice thing, actually, about Korpikoski's contract is, while it is technically, I think, a one-way contract, it's still only a million dollars, which means that if we did put him on waivers, which he assumedly would not get claimed, he would then end up only being a cap hit of, of us for us of $50,000. Yeah. So, whatever. So, so there's a lot of, like, wiggle room here with him being on the stars, even though he is kind of a weird choice yeah for the fourth line and by all accounts he's a nice guy and uh good in the room and all that shit so one at least pers- that. one person was like he's really great in the locker room i was like well that's not why we signed fucking players is it <laughs> <laughs> i'd really like this shitty shitty player who everybody likes no uh, yeah so there is another so the, so the chris russell got a contract <laughs> with, from who? <laughs> with the Oilers. <laughs> and we're still not at the bullet point making fun of the Oilers. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. And so this ar- the same argument has come up again. It's that the analytics people don't actually see anything or care about anything other than the numbers. And blah, blah, blah. He's got a lot of heart and got a lot of, not even grit. They can't even say grit because he's tiny. So it's like that he's got a lot of heart and he battles hard all the time. And that's all true. We agree. He does battle really hard. He's just bad at it. There was a question that we got from somebody. Oh, oh. Uh, Do you get really scared when Chiarelli cites the same stats that Neil did when acquiring Chris Russell? Do we need a new GM? So I think what's happening there is that they are buying data from Sport Logic. 
because Sport Logic is the one who released this stat that said that Chris Russell was second in the NHL in zone entries. Which is not even possible because he wasn't even second on our team in zone entries. Which has been debunked by all the public data out there. Like, two different people said, we tracked the playoffs, and he was awful. Yeah. And um, so, you know what, frankly, I'm going to trust them, because I trust Corey's data really well. Um, And he knows what the hell he's talking about. Yep. And, frankly, I've seen some other sport logic data sets and analyses, and I've not been particularly impressed by them. Um, Don't buy from sport logic, Oilers. Well... You know what, honestly, they might have fine data, but oftentimes the interpretation of data is what really matters. Well, then that's still don't buy from SportLogic Oilers. Like. Or buy their raw shit and do your own regressions. Yeah. Basically, is yeah. What, like, that's the only way I can say, I would say, go around it. But the point is, I'd, I wouldn't say, no, we need a new GM, but I would be very, very cautious about about specific interpretations of data when they're not backed up by anything that you've seen on the ice. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's really, and that's fr- frankly what every analyst worth their salt says. Anybody who deals with numbers for a living is saying, okay, well, we can't get, if we can't replicate this result, then is that result an error? You know what I mean? Like anybody. Sure. That's yeah. how science works. <laughs> what? <laughs> science? What is this? Right. No, we don't need a new GM. Um, the Oilers do. The Oilers don't. probably need a new GM. But like I said, no GM is right 100% of the time. Jim Neal is right most of the time, like when he let Val Nichushkin walk. Um, <laughs> and is right wrong 25% of the time, like when he pulled in Chris Russell and... Do Kirk we want to talk about the latest now on Nichushkin? Have you seen this? I've seen it, but it's also been walked back, so... Oh, has it? Yes, feel free to, to update what's, the peoples. What's the walk back? That he has not been demoted. Oh, well, that was all I was going to say then. So there was this rumor that came out last night that he was demoted from the KHL to the VHL, which right. is their, like, AHL of the of Russia. Uh-huh. And today he was still practicing with the KHL team. So everybody's saying that was... Well... But it was two different Russian reporters. That's fine and all, but, like... Players that have been put on waivers will still practice with their team until they go down. So I don't know. Yeah. But one person saying this is what happened. And and to be fair, the initial reporter still hasn't, like, said, oh, I was wrong. Or combated the, I was, you know, yeah. that's not true statement. So there's two different Russian reporters. One person saying one thing, one person saying another thing. We don't really know because none of us speak Russian. I don't speak Russian. I definitely don't speak Russian. I'm coming along on my Swedish, though. Good. Good job. Yeah, ticker om el. Means I like beer. Yeah, well. Me too. <laughs> ich auch in German. <laughs> um, we got one other thing of star shenanigans. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Alexiak. Yeah, we have a couple too. of other things. We have a couple other. Things. Oh yeah, Alexiak is out. Um, but probably not for nearly as long as anybody else. Yeah, he's, he's probably seems... the first to come back. Yeah. To the press box. But we have one more bit of Star's weirdness going on. <laughs> and this is on Lindy Ruff, so I'm kind of curious as to what's going on with this. So the last couple of days of practice, Jordy Benton has been paired with John Klingberg on the top pairing. Thoughts, Carolyn? I think I will never top the tweet that no one cared about other than Star's fans. When you were like... Well, I wonder what this looks like. And I was like, probably a man taking his son on his first camping trip. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I still I, that haven't really, myself up on that one. Thank you. I still haven't really received any eyewitness accounts of how this pairing is doing. Nope. Nobody's talked about it, which is weird to me because it's a weird fucking pairing. It's like, weird to go from sitting in a press box for the like last half of the last season to on the first pair with John Effing Klingberg. What is Jordy Ben doing? Potential Norris winner John Klingberg. Gotta throw that one out there every podcast. Potential heart candidate Jordy Ben. <laughs> heart I'm with calling an e. it now. <laughs> heart with an E. You know, here's my thoughts about it because I was I was I'm in the same boat, right? Like, neither one of us have seen any reports on, like, well, this is just for practice or anything like that. And Lindy is, like, close to the chess kind of guy in the first place. 
But I was thinking about it because the other pairings were, as expected, Oduya and Johns, and as not expected, Hamquis. Oh my god, you are so bad at this. I god damn it! <laughs> you are really, really bad. I feel like you're trying to be bad. No, I just can't remember. Dan Dan the Defense Man. <laughs> as far as Dan Dan the Defense Man and Patrick Nemeth. Yeah. And and everybody kind of <laughs> went into the se- uh, they went into the season thinking it'd be Dan and Kling Bay. Ham Hughes. Ham Hughes. Ham Hughes. Hughes. Ham Hughes. No Swedish chef. No, that's wrong. <laughs> now I'll remember it though. Ham Hughes. Uh, <laughs> Please tell me you're going to try to say that seriously next podcast so I can laugh hysterically at you. I won't try, but I guarantee it happens. <laughs> you're lucky that you're not on camera, is all I'm saying. <laughs> For your regular job. Hammers <laughs> um, uh, and, and, uh, and Klingberg were going to be together, but I think what this really is, more than anything else, is Klingberg is... Trusted, right? Like, we know. Right. He's got his shit handled. Yes. Whenever Klingberg's on the ice, shit will be handled. So when you put anybody with him, shit's still going to be handled. Hopefully. More than likely, shit will be handled. And, but Nemeth, I think they're really trying to get him kind of up to speed, because he had a great camp. He's got this opportunity where Alexiak's literally not battling for a job just because he's injured. Right. And... I think they're really just trying to give him his best shot at being a really good defenseman right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, probably more the motivation than anything about Jordy Ben himself. I'm sure. It's just funny to me. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's, I was literally, I, like, I was just walking around all day going, Jordy Ben is on the first pair. <laughs> first pair defenseman, Jordy, Jordy Ben. So Chris asked, before we see it in action, any unfounded speculation on this impairment? I think it's going to be the best pairing of the entire year. Yeah, I, you know, it'd be, I think it would be kind of fucking hilarious if in, like, they're only together for, like, two games, but they post, like, an 80% Corsi. That would be amazing. Honestly, like, and it, it, it would be hilarious if Jordy Ben forced Nil, like, Lindy to keep him up there because <laughs> of how well he plays. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would laugh hysterically. Oh, God. No. All the way to the game three. Right. <laughs> Uh, Billy also asks, does Ruffs really still secretly hate Dallas? See current D pairings. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I think he's, I, I trust, first of all, Lindy could have, like, tanked this team on many occasions. <laughs> it didn't have to be with Jordy Ben at top yeah. pairing. Um, but second of all, like, if, if Jordy Ben is up there, I trust Lindy to have really good reasons why. Yep. And, um... And frankly, it's still only been practice. Right. We haven't even played a game yet. Yeah. We haven't even played a game yet. So, like, who knows if they'll be... Like, it could easily switch back to what everybody expects next in during game yeah. practice. Yeah. And maybe he's just, like, putting them together because he wants Jordy to learn something from Klingberg, or vice versa, what I was talking about, Nemeth to learn something from Dan. So, you know, I don't think we can really make any assumptions no, I don't at think we can all either. at this point. Um, we've already added Alexiak to our injured reserve list. We have. All right. Are you ready for this? I am ready for this. It is officially time to make fun of the Oilers. Oh my god! I officially wore this shirt because we were going to be making fun of the Oilers. Her shirt says salt dogs on it. Salt dogs baseball. Because no team that I give a shit about is playing tonight. So, Yeah. I'm, no. where I'm wearing, it says salt dogs. It's a pretty great mascot for you. I I mean, can you think of a better mascot for me? No, I mean, it's a puppy and it's a salty one. It's a, The only way it could be better if it was our cat somehow. Yep. Salt cats. <laughs> got your picture of, what's her name, baby on the front? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sammy's the salty Sammy, one. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, Sammy yeah. the cat. Sammy the cat being salty. Yep. No, that would, that would make it even better. But, so let's talk about the Oilers. Let's talk about how the Oilers brought in Wayne Gretzky in their front office. To be vice chairman. To be vice chairman. I mean, the only thing I can say about that is thank God he's not going to be making any, like, player personnel decisions. You don't know that. 
He's going to be involved in all aspects oh, of the Oilers that. Entertainment Group. Okay, so like, let's go back to my rant of more than a year ago. Let's do it. Let's let's take a trip back in time. I quoted it on on Twitter this morning because I was so angry about this decision. But you need to be able to fire owners because Daryl Cates is driving this fucking team into the fucking ground. It makes me so angry on behalf of people who still give a shit about the Oilers. <laughs> Meanwhile, Taylor Hall's just over there on the plane, you know, eating some saltwater taffy or something like that because he's on the shore. At least he's getting to hang out with somebody that he knows. And God bless Adam Hendrick for being excited about this. Is all I'm saying. P.A. Parento is now real excited about it, too. <laughs> I mean, I picked I picked the Devils in the playoffs. I picked them above other teams in wildcard positions for the playoffs because of because of these two acquisitions. So, I mean, I... Fuck the Oilers. But it really, really boggles my mind that Daryl Cates continues to surround himself with people who are childhood heroes of his that have no business being in leadership roles. Let's just... Did you know, because you probably did, that Wayne Gretzky has been in a front office before? I did, yes, because he's the reason that the Coyotes have all the problems that the Coyotes have. Like, it's ridiculous. It was bad. I know. I know. I know it was bad. I am well aware that it was bad. I have read up on Gretzky's history post, like, my dad, when I first got into hockey, my dad wanted to talk about Wayne Gretzky literally all the time, because that is the only player whose name he knew. Right. Probably still knows. Probably it's only Wayne Gretzky still. But, like, so... He has to know Jamie Ben by now. He is your dad. I mean, he might, if he saw the name, say, oh... That's somebody my daughter likes. But I don't think that he'd be like, oh, let's talk about Jamie Benn. He'd probably say, let's talk about that player you like. And then I would supply the name Jamie Benn. Okay. That's the way my dad is. Because as much as I love my dad, if it doesn't pertain to him directly, he doesn't really pertain retain a lot of information. So Wayne Gretzky, though. But he knows Wayne Gretzky. So I did a lot of reading up on Wayne Gretzky when I first became a hockey fan because he wanted to know things like, why why was he so good? What made him so good? Was it the system of play? Was it just Wayne Gretzky? Like, why has he, like, broken all these records that nobody else has even come close to? And all this kind of stuff. So I literally memorized almost all of Wayne Gretzky's uh, Wikipedia page. So I, I did know, by the way, that Wayne Gretzky, like, ran the coyotes into the ground. I'm aware. I was asking specifically so you could say that on the podcast. Oh. For other people <laughs> who hadn't known. Yes. Okay. He <laughs> ran the coyotes into the, literally into the ground. I knew so, you would know. Yeah. It's absolutely... Like, the fact that they have taken somebody... And I, I... All of the credit to Wayne Gretzky during his career... Obviously, he's a fucking great hockey player. He doesn't seem to be able to translate... Being a great hockey player to literally any other aspects of hockey at all. I just did a rainbow motion with my hand. It was like almost like Miss America making a presentation about why. And rain- it's my pot of disappointment. <laughs> Would you like to find it? No. Make a wish. Please wish for the Wayne Gretzky to get fired. Like tomorrow. I don't know if that's how the pot of disappointment works. No, it's like it really doesn't. You make a wish and then it never comes true because it's the pot of disappointment. I hope the Oilers win the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Oilers. So yeah, I mean that 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 it's it it's been a time. I'm not gonna like when I stopped being a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. I was so angry that I burned T-shirts and like cut up my jersey. But that was obviously a very different reason. My overwhelming feelings about not being a fan of the Oilers anymore are mostly just overwhelming, like, rage and sadness. (laughs) Like, it's a little bit of a mix of the two. Because I'm angry at them for making the decisions that they made to make me not care about that team anymore and actively wish for them to... It's like I've broken up with them and I actively wish for them to die in a fire. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. I don't really actively wish for Connor McDavid to die in a fire, but I don't want him to win anything. My favorite part so far of this whole, like, the Oilers have a new season starting tonight 
Is watching me melt down? No, is watching all these people predict Connor McDavid for over... Oh my god, 120 points? Did you see that? I did. One, I almost spit my beer out because I was trying so hard to get to that before you got to it because <laughs> I wanted to yell it. 120 points! What? Okay. So there's like this one other hockey fan that's in my office and he was like, all right, hockey's starting tonight. So let's go with our season predictions. And he sent me his season predictions and guess who he picked to pick the win the Art Ross? Connor McDavid. Connor McFucking David. He said he was going to get 97 points, just like his jersey number. And I was like, I, if you were here, I would punch you in the face. I, my favorite part though about- He doesn't work in this office. He works in a different office. Well, I'm That's what saved him from getting punched in the face. <laughs> the only thing. I just, my favorite part about that prediction is like, okay, so how many goals are you expecting him to score? 40? Because that's a fairly normal number of goals yeah, of a really but who good... else on that team is going to score for him? How is he going to get any assists at all? But if he needs... He's on a line with Milan Lucic! Who can put up about 60 points a season, but no more. And that was in really good systems. That was in two really good systems. And that only takes care of part of McDavid's problem because he's got to assist on Lucic's goals. Yeah. Lucic's points are going to come off of assists for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, that was kind of my point. Like, it's like, okay, so let's assume that Connor McDavid can score 40 goals. It's a high expectation, but he's very talented and... It's not outside the realm of possibility. Okay? It's unlikely, but it's definitely possible. Right. And not even in, like, the possible, like, yes, we could potentially land on Mars. But somebody possible. else has to, win to has to score 50 goals. No, but somebody else. But he's, so the he's, rest he's, of the team has to score 50 goals for him to 80, get 97 points. 80! That's for him to get 120! I'm not talking about the 97! Oh, we know 120 okay. is not happening. Well, no, but that's my thing. People are picking 120, which is not even thinking about the fact that that's just not possible. It's the Oilers! Who in that team is going to no, score but, them? But no, literally no one has hit 120, or, like, no one in the I, last ten, five years. It's, no! I know. No! I know! I know! Four players have gotten over 90. Jamie Penn won it with 87! I know! Like, just think about things once in a while. God, people are dumb. Uh, <laughs> do we want to skip? I'm just so angry. So, in other news that she gets to be angry about, Marin, I give you permission to be angry at me right now. So, we were doing our draft, and I, Carolyn is the commissioner of um, our league called Treehouse Friends that we have a lot of fun with, and... I was third in said draft, and the two people above me were friends of mine and knew how I feel about Jamie Benn. So I was like, perfect, I'll get Jamie Benn. No, 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 He went first overall. So I spent my two minutes going, who the fuck am I going to draft now? So Carolyn goes, take Sidney Crosby. He'll win the Art Ross this year. So I took Sidney Crosby, Carolyn, and what happened literally the next day? He was diagnosed with a concussion. Literally the next day. In my defense, I had no way of knowing that. Really? Really? Really, Carolyn? Really? Really. Because no one knew that. I think you knew. I did not know. And also, he's already skating, and... That is honestly the only thing that gets you any, <laughs> any forgiveness in my heart right now, is the fact that he's already skating. This is not the 18-month concussion. And honestly, obviously, I am more worried for Sidney Crosby than I am about my fucking fantasy league. Like, he has a real-life thing. This is just a fantasy league. And I hope that he is taking all precautions necessary to come back in a timely fashion and not injure himself further, since clearly his brain is a very precious commodity. Because it's his brain. Mm -hmm. But... My whole season is ruined if he doesn't come back. He's the only player I have that's any good. <laughs> Just kidding. I also have John Klingberg, but... I know, you bitch. Ha! <sighs> it's fine. I'm okay with my defense anyway. Um, but in other fantasy hockey news, Carey Price is out tomorrow and possibly on Saturday. He's How got, will they like, ever win the cup without Carey Price in the next two games? I don't know. Um, they've actually... You know, I didn't even remember who they had as their backup goaltender. because I they, still don't remember. Al Montoya. <laughs> I mean, good luck. 
You know, he was actually quite good last year. I know, but he didn't play that many games last year. No, because he's a backup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he he was definitely Luongo's backup, but he was a good, reasonable backup. Uh, You know, you you laugh because he was Al Montoya, but... He actually surprisingly good last year. Yeah, but that was also... I mean, Not you, but, like, collective you. Sure. Is Florida's defense better than... Florida played a very defense-heavy game. They um, were very good at limiting shots against, but also didn't generate much And Montreal has lost their best defender. They did. Very recently. And they replaced did. them with not as good a defender. Correct. So, do we think that Al Montoya is going to perform the same? No. But, I, you know, credit where credit's due, he did okay for Florida. Yes. No, sure. That's fine. Did okay um, for Florida. And the other really bad injury that came out today, <laughs> Jack Eichel is out indefinitely with an ankle sprain. They're expecting it to be around four to six weeks. It's a high ankle sprain. Is indefinite. Is the official word, though. It is. Indefinite. Yeah. They haven't actually come up with a time. Sorry, anybody who drafted Jack Eichel and or Sam Reinhart, who was expected to be on his line and probably won't put up points without him. Sorry for Jack Eichel, too, because that... He he looked in a lot of pain. He looked in a lot of pain. Um, I thought it would be fun, since it is literally (coughs) the day of the opening season, or opening day of Uh the season, to do some minor season predictions. So, Marin. So, Carolyn. Who do you think will win the Metropolitan Conference? Is that the one that has the Washington Capitals in it? It is. Send them. I also think that. Because I actually almost picked the Penguins, and then I realized that Sidney Crosby was out with a concussion, and I was like, well, if it's anywhere close, having two extra points from Sidney Crosby, you know, would be good. Actually, honestly, even with Sidney Crosby, because we did we did defending Big D predictions, uh-huh. and even with Sidney Crosby, and I still pick Washington. I feel like they're not going to win the cup because they just don't seem to be able to get it together in the postseason. But um, I definitely picked them to win the Metropolitan, and I think I even picked them to win the Eastern Conference. So you have them in the final. Um, or you just mean overall? Uh, yes, sorry, Eastern Conference in the regular season. Okay. Yes. Who do you think... I also had the Capitals. I also picked the Capitals. Uh, who do you think will win the Atlantic Division? Honestly, it's a toss-up for me between... Now I've got the app open so I can see the teams. <laughs> it's a toss-up for me between the two Florida teams. Yeah. Um, I honestly... like. I feel like it could go either way. I feel like Tampa probably has a better chance. Um, but I honestly could see Florida doing it too. So, I mean, like, I it's going to be one of those two, though. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those two. I, I went Tampa... Just because I feel like they're lean, mean, and determined this year. When I actually had to pin myself down to a thing, I also picked Tampa. I actually picked Tampa for the final. I would also pick Tampa for the final final. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think is going to win? I'll get to the Central last. Who do you think is going to win the Pacific? San Jose. Me too! Gosh! That was like <laughs> talk about hockey a lot together or something. <laughs> Weird. Uh... <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the Central? So, my heart says Stars. I am sticking with that. I picked the Stars, but I could also see the Nashville Predators. I picked Nashville in large part because I always couch myself for disappointment when it comes to the teams I love. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I just, I feel like, and I don't really want nice things for Nashville because they're in our division, Um, but I just feel like they made a lot of good moves this off season, getting PK Subban obviously was the coup of the century. Uh, I'm still a little worried that the shine has come off of Pecorina, but yes, and but I think that's almost kind of what I worry about with the stars too. Is like, well, obviously, we, yeah, yeah, but well, I, right. I think but like, our ba- but, but I think that's where one A one B tandem comes in, and I don't know, I don't even know who the backup is, and and but they, but like I don't think that they have as good of a backup goaltender as we do in our situation. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know what's going to go on with that. But I do think that we're probably... I think those are probably the one and two teams. Yeah. And then I actually had... I actually have, like, then the St. Louis Blues and then the Blackhawks. I have Blackhawks. Yeah, I have Blackhawks in fourth, too, but still making the playoffs because yeah. it's because the it's murder all, death all kill. the Central is <laughs> making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, the, it's harder to pick who's not making the playoffs in the I Central. actually... I think I had the the Wild in as my last eight... Like, my last uh, wild card spot. But it was kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Like, I, I was telling this morning, because I, I finally forced myself... Pinned myself down this morning to do this. I was like, 
I honestly think that the last, the bottom three teams are going to be like within four or five points of each other. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a a death race to the finish. I agree. But I think they're all going to be above four in the Pacific. Yeah. And I, like, my prediction too is that the Oilers make it to the middle of the pack on the strength of Connor McDavid if he stays healthy all year, but I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs. I had them actually, I had them second to last but i because i i had them middle of the pacific yeah i didn't i had them like second to last in the pacific Uh, i don't think they'll be as bad as some of the other teams like i I think um buffalo is gonna have a rough year again and i think um columbus is gonna have a really rough year and vancouver is gonna be the worst of the worst yes but i don't think they'll so i don't think they'll be like bottom bottom like they were have been the recently Mm -hmm. but i don't think they're gonna be very good no i don't think so either um. Okay, read your questions. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Michael Lunos. Oh, did we want to do the finals? Oh, yeah, it's Stanley. gonna be Dallas versus Tampa. It is. Yeah, it's gonna be Dallas versus Tampa. And I think Dallas wins because my heart says Dallas wins. I hope Dallas wins. I'm not making that prediction. I refuse to make that prediction. I am gonna go ahead and make that prediction because. Our window is now. Our window is now. <laughs> and I really want them to do it. So I'm making the prediction in hopes that if I speak it into the universe enough, it comes true. Okay. Now, finally, reader questions. Michael Lunos. Which Dallas star do you feel is best poised for a breakout season? Jordy Ben. <laughs> Especially on that top pairing. <laughs> Jordy Ben's breakout year at 28. You heard it here first. Patrick Nemeth. I would love to see Patrick Nemeth have a great year. I think he's poised to have a breakout year. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this season. I'm... Our defense has enough, not holes, but it, it it's flexible enough that this is the year that he could move around and have have a good season if he has a good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's going to be Foxa. This is the year that the league learns Foxa's name and doesn't get surprised by it when they play the Avalanche in preseason. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, who is this guy? Because yeah. he was cleaning up all over the ice. I know. Fuck the Avalanche. <laughs> Just for fun, Chris asks... Sorry, you should be reading this. Uh, and just for fun, any similarly weird or unexpected lines or pairs that you'd like to see matched up this season? Um, I'd like to see Nemeth Klingberg. That's what I was going to say. I'm still on that train. I've been. Yeah, I am too. Give me the Nemeth Klingberg pairing. We saw it in we saw it in training camp and it was... It, it, I did fine in training camp, but they were playing just against each other. So like themselves. So yeah, I think I, that would be an interesting pairing to see. I think much more interesting, I think, than Jordy Ben. But, you know, I don't hate Jordy Ben. Please don't ever take this as that I hate Jordy Ben. He's just not a first-pairing defenseman. No, and I think he knows that. I think that's I think one of the strengths of Jordy Ben is that he knows what his limitations he know, are. He knows his place. Yeah. Uh, so Thordist asks, you're designing a third jersey for the Las Vegas Flamingos. What does it so, look like? So, I would like to um, do something kind of like the Mockingjay, but with Ooh. the flamingo. And in the background, instead of flames, it's the Vegas Strip. Ooh. And it's all, like, the, 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 I've thought about this all afternoon. Actually, I'm just making this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> the flamingo is done, like, it's a piping on the outside in, like, literally hot pink. And the inside is kind of a different shade, but still pink. And then the background is, like, other piping, like, with hot, co- hot like, colors of whatever color. Neon colors. Neon is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, I'm bleeding, so don't put your foot over here. I, all I care about is that it's black and then, like, has the color blocking with the bright pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I need from so it. So, my logo on your black jersey with the color piping on the sleeves. The, the color blocking, like, right. the stars yes. have. Yes. The Texas stars have. Right, right, right. I love that, actually. Yes. I really love but that. But the jersey would be black and then the color blocking mm-hmm. would be the hot pink. Mm-hmm. Done. And then it would match the logo. Done! What? All right. Your question. Stars, or Jess asks, stars Halloween costume predictions. I'm so bad at this. Me too. I would never have chosen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I really hope that they fucking finally break out their peanut butter jelly time. Right. Like, they've had it for so long. I mean, Jamie has a girl, 
girlfriend now, so I have a feeling they'll probably dress in some matching freaking thing. It'll be something cute, though, because she's really cute and good She's at that. super cute. Oh, my gosh. Um... I really want to see, my, like, main concern, though, when we got this question, it was like, okay, but what are they going to dress the dogs up as? Right. And Jamie's diabetic cat. And Jamie's, and Minu. And, yes. And, like, that's my main concern. Did you see, speaking of current events, that there is a sexy Ken Bone costume I did. Now? I did, because I, too, am friends with Holly Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I I really just want to see one of the dogs dressed up as Ken Bone. I that would be great because his name is Ken Bone. Exactly. And they're dogs. I know. Yes, that would be perfect. I would love to see that. We can do Hillary Clinton. <sighs> Hillary Catton. That would be perfect. Or Hillary Kitten, whatever. Either way. Either way. Uh so here you go. Diabetic Charlie can be Hillary Kitten. I like it. Um I guess that does mean that somebody has to be Donald Trump, though. I was just thinking about that, and I think Donald that... Trump! No, because then you'd have to make an animal Donald Trump. You just put Donald Trump's picture on a trash can. No. Wheel it behind the just cat all like day. Just like a cat in it, but like a, a dog in a t- toupee. That'd be really funny. I feel sorry for that dog, though. I know, but it'd be really funny. Maybe. Maybe it would just be sad. Nothing on a dog is sad. Dogs and hats are never sad. You wouldn't feel kind of sad having to look at a Donald Trump dog all night? I would think it was hilarious. See, I just don't think I would. Donald Trump isn't funny to me anymore. Whatever, I'm correct. Donald Trump is terrifying. He's going to bring about the apocalypse. Only if we elect him. Yeah, that's true. But Halloween comes before election day. Ugh. I still think... I think... But Donald Trump. Donald Trump! Come on. It's good. It's good. Stop looking at me like that. I just think that if you cutesify Donald Trump, you make him more likable. Read the next question. Okay. I think I thought I read the... I read Jess's question. All right, fine. I will read the next question. Emma asks, there are a lot of Texas Stars guys on the roster right now. Who do you predict will stay, and who will we see back in Cedar Park? Uh, all of the guys that are eligible to be <laughs> set back down are people you will see in Cedar Park. Um, I <laughs> Without think, going on waivers. Uh, well, I think there's only one guy who's not waiver required, um, and that's Devin Shore. Jason Dickinson? Yeah, but he's injured, so he'd be going back regardless, I think, just for conditioning. Um, I think I think Cracknell will come back to Cedar Park because he's on a two-way mm-hmm. before anybody else that's not you know, waiver eligible, and I don't think he's likely to be picked up on waivers either, so I don't think they're worried about that. Do you think Mackenzie stays up? That's a really good question. Mackenzie and Richie, I don't know. At the moment, I I think they definitely have the ability to prove they can. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they're going to get every opportunity to right Mm -hmm. now, and I think that's good. And I think um, Cracknell would come broadly back down before Mackenzie or Richie because of the whole waiver situation. Sure. Yeah. And so I think those two are likely to stick in Dallas at least for a little while just because of that. Our defense is pretty set. Yeah, our defense is pretty set. Alexiak, I mean, they said they were comfortable going with eight into the... um, And that's what we've got right now, so... Yep, they're going with eight again because they need to find a trade for a goalie. Yep. Uh... Would you like to read the last question? Sure. Um, Would you take Nutrition back in the AHL or does he have to spend time in Siberia? If, you know, waving actual contract terms aside, I think, yes, I would probably put Nichushkin in the AHL if I had the ability to sign him to a contract right now. Yeah, me too. And, um, because I think it'd be good for him. I think it really would to be working with our coaches and our system and not just getting the ice time that he's getting over in the KHL because he is going to get better ice time there. But I Assuming just, he's actually in the KHL and not the VHL. Which we're not quite sure of at the moment. We don't know. Uh, but I think it's worked out the best it's going to work out for now. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about that. Yep. I agree. Uh, so what do alternate Captain Dad say when they need to motivate their team? Don't make me turn this team around! I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> they would. I bet. I bet Jason Spezza has the best disappointed face. I am so sure he does. <laughs> I think I've seen him use it. 
I agree with that assessment. Hi, Angry. I'm Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about the consequences of your actions. <laughs> Score, you're grounded, mister. I didn't get in trouble that much when I was a little. Oh, I got in trouble all the time, but it was more like, you need to think about the consequences of your actions, (laughs) or you will never have friends when you grow up. Jesus. Oh, my dad was really bad. Um, Or, my dad, like, we would have, this is not going to get into a Marin's Feelings podcast, but my dad ran, my dad was in the military, and he ran his team at work like they were a family, and he ran his team at home like we were at work. So we would have family meetings where if we wanted to interrupt the proceedings, we had to say point of order. I'm not joking. If we didn't say point of order, we got fined. (laughs) Oh my god. We all had to read Robert's Rules of Order before he would let us participate in family meetings. I took the notes because I had the best handwriting (laughs) of all of the children. It's still lovely handwriting to this day. Thank you very much. I'm quite (laughs) proud of it myself. Mine was, my biggest threat was always like, you can't go to the library if you don't clean your room. (laughs) Oh, see, my parents never actually took, like, like, held read, the ability to read over us. But, like, my parents were so strict that I didn't, and I didn't think of this as weird at the time, but I understand that it is now. From the point that I was in the fourth grade until I graduated high school, I was not allowed to turn the TV on on weeknights. I missed the entirety of Friends. I missed the entirety of Seinfeld. I missed the early road rules and real world. Like, I didn't watch any of that because I wasn't allowed. Yeah, we never had cable, actually, is really what got We me. had cable, and we watched it on the weekends and in the summertime and stuff like that, but if it was a weeknight, I wasn't allowed. Yeah, I didn't... Well, I had definitely had limits. Like, we had limits. But that, that was not... It was not a no weeknights ever. No. We weren't allowed. Never. It was very weird to me when I grew up and I could watch the TV on weeknights. Like, my mom didn't come with me to school and force me to... So, like, my first year of school, I was like, oh my god, I can watch all of the television. And I had, like, 18 shows that I was trying to keep on top of, and that did not last. But... Yeah. I was like, man, I've got a different show I can watch every single night. This is crazy. There you go. Alternate Captain Dads, no TV till you win this game. No TV till you finally do what I've been telling you to do this whole time. Win this game. Do your homework. Watch your tape. Score some goals. Can you imagine them standing over like the rookies and be like, watch your video, your game tape, before you can do anything else. (laughs) No dessert till you watch your game tape. (laughs) No dessert till you watch your You did not eat all your broccoli! <laughs> you finished that broccoli. You need a no thank you bite. <laughs> That's the one they always used at me. Carolyn, you need a no thank you bite. What is that? Like you don't want to eat your peas. You have to take a no thank you bite. Oh, really? Uh huh. No, my parents just made me eat them. Oh, I didn't no. have a no thank you bite. Well, I, I have a I have a strong gag reflex. So like, if I really don't like something, like I will vomit it up everywhere. Oh, I've done totally. <laughs> I did that at least one. I've done that with peas before, actually. But like, yeah, no. Like my aunt tried doing that with me one time. She regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> Creamed corn. And my aunt is my aunt. I have several aunts, but my aunt T is not a good cook. She's the kind of person who was always like, well, I just made some tweaks to the recipe. But her tweaks are like, take out everything tasty and like add in healthy stuff. Why would you do that? She's a health nut. That's so sad. I'm so sorry for her. Yeah. Well, anyway, so like, she made this cream corn and it basically had like no butter in it or any, like no flavor. And it was just like this texture of creamed corn with, and it was awful, and it did not go I mean, well. I don't like cream corn in the best of times, so I can't imagine eating nasty cream corn, because <laughs> cream corn is already pretty gross. I love cream corn, but this was awful cream corn. Cream corn reminds me of, like, what snot must taste like. Well, it's normally tasty. No. But this was awful, and I was, like, nine, mm. and she was like, you have to finish this whole bowl. Nope. It did not happen. I remember this time my dad tried to make me finish a bowl of tortilla soup. And I like tortilla soup just fine now, but, like, I didn't at the time. And then I let it get cold, and I still had to finish it, and he wouldn't reheat it. Oh, no. So I was having to eat cold tortilla soup. 
I still remember it to this day, and this happened when I was, like, seven. Yeah. I've held on to this for almost 30 years. Yeah. Not, not for me. Not for me. But I feel like, I feel like alternate Captain Dads would have that well under, well under control. I feel I like trust would, them. I would feel like they'd do the no thank you bite. The no thank you bite works well, in yeah. my opinion. That's a no thank you bite scenario. Like, you need to take at least one drink of your weird strawberry spinach protein shake before you can... I mean, I'm not saying a strawberry spinach protein shake can't be good, but it doesn't sound like it's good. It looks awful, but it actually tastes pretty awful. I mean, like, yeah. It's brown. Put spinach in anything, and it's green. Add red, and it's brown. Yep. It's all right. I mean, I'm kind of used to smoothies looking gross and tasting good, so... Yep. That's how smoothies go. Yep. Anyway, that's all we've got for you today. (laughs) Aren't you lucky? <laughs> Finish it on a discussion of things that look gross but taste good. And our parents. <laughs> and our parents. And so many feelings. That's what you signed up for. Uh, this is, yeah, this is exactly what you signed up for. I don't know what I, why else you would be here. I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at DeepHeartHockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or anything like that, you can reach us by email at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our Tumblr at DeepHeartHockey.tumblr.com and our WordPress at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. Bye! 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 Here for a good old hockey game.